In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. All right, well, we're back this week, and we were just sitting here, and some random dudes walked down the hall and random. kicked the door open and I guess said they, they had something they wanted to talk about. Are they, are they, are they roommates? Hey, hey. <laughs> are, they, are they roommates? Doormates? Neighbors, we, I think. Neighbors? Be. We can be Come and knock on our door. <laughs> we could be we're waiting for you. If you uh, continue this trend, we might become roommates. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, who are you? I am Scott Marsh. Uh, Alex Larea. We're what from, do you guys do? We're from Savings and Loan Co., which savings is a a bar, not an actual savings loan. We right. had somebody just now come in thinking we were a financial institution. She was were they looking <laughs> for financial advice? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, at about 5.30 p.m. I needed some <laughs> you know, retirement advice. Are you one of those payday loan places? <laughs> that's I th- believe that's what she was after. We were like, there we, are a few on 23rd Street. There so. are yes. a few. We are like, we can give you whiskey now for money now. And that didn't <laughs> seem to be what she was after. <laughs> we can take your paycheck. <laughs> we can take your paycheck. <laughs> turn it into beer. No, we are a, we're a craft cocktail bar uh, located at 423 Northwest 23rd, right down the hallway. Right down the you hallway. our neighbors. Yes. Yeah. I guess internally upstairs right down the hallway, but outdoors you're right next to the, the box office for Yes. The, the tower. The tower theater. There was one day when, I, I think it was that Wednesday night we were having a meeting, the first meeting for the 48-hour film, and we had walked through the main doors, the Grigsby's led us through the main doors, and there was a couple that nobody had noticed at first and just followed right in behind us. <laughs> and so we're all standing there in a group and then I look over and those couples are just kind of wandering around. I was like, you guys are looking for savings and loan, aren't you? And like, yeah, how do, we, how do we get in there? And I was like, well, you don't normally come in this way, but you can get into that door right there. It's uh, Yeah, there's a lot of entrances and exits to this building, there as are. you guys know. And, uh, you know, being some of the first tenants that are open to the public, we've had a lot of people getting, getting lost in the building, lost yeah. in the... We try to keep the, uh, the speakeasy-esque feel of, of being a little more nondescript than some bars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We'll be adding a sign at some point, but we like to kind of keep people on their toes for now. And that was intentional, you know, and, uh, you know, as Scott said, we are a craft cocktail bar, but it was another uh, big goal for us to be viewed as a neighborhood bar as well. And just kind of a spot that, you know, whenever you're in Uptown, it's actually starting to feel more and more like a neighborhood. And we wanted to help play into that as much as we possibly could. So whenever you're making the jump from Blue Note to Rockford to Pump, Gaiutis, Drake, all these wonderful places that have popped up down here, we wanted to be another little little nook in the wall you could come in and get uh, yet another different experience so uh, in addition to craft cocktails and stuff you know we do wine on tap we have a lot of uh, local beers a lot of unique bomber style beers whiskey rum mezcal pisco the whole works oh you got pisco we got all kinds of pisco we actually have a pisco menu cocktail which is uh, not really not super common yeah absolutely we we tried it on that didn't we the pisco it's a sours. Peruvian marching juice it's uh, oh I did try the pisco does it have the chili in it it does. It's a play on oh, a Colombian marching powder, which is not legal for us to serve. Um, with uh, Colombian marching powder. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> the garnishment that is a coca leaf. <laughs> She's like, hey, be cool. Just enjoy yeah, this. Don't let anybody know we did this for you. If things go south, we will start serving Jack and Coke, uh, but right. a different kind of Coke. Well, you guys, oh. do, you guys do have my newest favorite cocktail so far, which is the Thousand Days of War. Absolutely. Oh, God, I could drink that thing all freaking night. Oh, man, it's a really, it's a really, really cool drink. That's uh, one of our bartenders, Brandon showed. It's... Uh, He's a guy that wasn't really familiar with like a lot of the uh, cocktail stuff, but was really, really interested. And that's like his third drink. And it's one of our best. Sellers. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, a, a take on kind of a rum old fashioned, which uh, with coffee and coffee. And this old, is elemental cold brew. Or? Elemental cold brew. Uh, so it's Colombian cold brew and Panamanian rum. And it's a whole take on the uh, uh, Panama and Colombian war that was started all over coffee taxes. Oh, um, okay. And so it's a whole riff on that. And it's due in part to us talking about, you know, when we're, whenever we're building drinks, we wanted to have kind of a storyline to it, just something else to say about it besides, oh, this stuff and this stuff tastes really good together, which is absolutely acceptable. But we, when we were talking about the experience of being a, a neighborhood bar and being a bartender at a pub or a public house, like adding that extra little personality to it, like what's the point of what you're doing? And right. uh, the bartenders have really taken that and run with it. And that plays into other drinks too, like the Peruvian Martin juice. That mm -hmm. was kind of the, the idea behind it of, of, you know, adding the Pisco with it to, to give it a little spin. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Pisco drink, of course, I'm most familiar with Pisco Sour. Do you guys make that? Uh, absolutely. Um, as well, we like to focus on our original cocktails, but we absolutely have a slew of classics that we can execute. There's very few that we can't do at any given time. Um, so as the seasons go on, we'll have some that we'll suggest to you and eventually uh, whenever we uh, get off of our soft opening menus and roll out our full menu, there'll be, I think, near 100 options for everybody to choose from of uh, all the different categories, different build types, all these things that you see in like uh, cocktail books from the 1800s and then on and on and through to, you know, the kind of cocktail revival we're experiencing due to people like Dale DeGroff and mm -hmm. all these people that have written books in the last 20 years. Uh, we're going to be offering our favorite version of all these drinks. If the one that was done, you know, pre-prohibition was better, we'll make that one. If somebody's come up with something that's a little bit more pal palatable recently with products that are actually available now, we'll do that version of it. So uh, anything that you've had at uh, cocktail bars out and around the country, um, we can definitely execute something extremely close to it. Like we're kind of like a cocktail Swiss army knife was how we built ourselves um, <laughs> with all the, uh, the house ingredients and stuff like that. You know, with all the house cocktails, we wanted our bartenders to actually create a lot of ingredients. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't execute all those things that you're, are, yeah. are known at other cocktail bars. It was awesome that, um, one of the opening nights had gone upstairs and, uh, there's like a bottle of, you know, fresh made carrot juice and, there's like balsamic vinegar and you guys had made the um, Capressi salad cocktail. Yeah, James wow, that was had a little <laughs> Capressi salad on a, on a toothpick. As I thought that garnish. was a great take on the idea on what you could garnish a drink with because mm -hmm. it had all the traditional things that are garnished with onion or olives or your traditional Bloody Mary. But to be able to just to take that tomato and that mozzarella cheese off of there. And Absolutely. And I mean, uh, mozzarella was even integrated in the drink. So you guys have all seen uh, classic whiskey sours being made now with uh, egg white as an emulsifier which right. is really new to people, gives the drink a silkier texture, helps combine things. Instead of using egg white for that cocktail, uh, James Etzler, fantastic bartender here in Oklahoma City, is one of our uh, bar leads over there. He was using mozzarella whey 
from the actual mozzarella balls to give it that sour uh, that sour uh, texture to wow. it, not not sour as in the uh, citric sour, but it gave it that kind of like depth of feel, right. along with the mint infused oil and <laughs> tomato water and all these other. It really tasted cool just like elements. a caprese salad. It tasted just yeah. like a caprese salad. Yeah, we uh, we're very very interested in offering things that like you can only get out of our bar at that particular point in time, and you know it might be a while before something like a salad cocktail makes it back on the menu. It just kind of depends mm -hmm. on the staff and what they're inspired by and what they want to do. In some of these cases where you're talking about like carrots and tomatoes, like is this stuff like, are you sourcing these vegetables locally? Are they, I mean, is it going to be seasonal in that regard? Like, it oh, be, we can't get watermelon now because, you know, it's January. Well, oddly <laughs> enough, we actually yesterday picked up some yellow watermelon at the nice. uh, local farmer's market to yeah. incorporate into our state vegetable of Oklahoma cocktail, which is <laughs> Thank you, Wait, is, it, wait <laughs> is it today that's International, International Watermelon Day or... Is it really? No, it was, I think that was last week. Oh, yeah. was that last week? Okay. Well, the, the, Rush, the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival is, is yeah. either just happened or coming up. Yeah. As, as far as sourcing goes, we are doing our absolute best to source as much as we possibly can um, from the local selection here. And, uh, you know, as with like dry goods and stuff like that, that helps us a lot. If it's, you know, Savory Spice Shop up Western has been one of our key places to get a lot of things from. He's um, incorporating a that's lot of... That's where our salt came from. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the, the haunted salt <laughs> yeah, came actually, from. Yeah, actually, I know. Last week, Enable was uh, saying that you guys were coming to them for, for some ingredients. Um, and that's where, uh, you know, we have a really big freezer and a full kitchen that we use not for for food items, but all for creating our own ingredients. So our bar staff is learning how to use juice extractors, uh, sous vide circulators, vacuum sealers, um, torches and smoking guns and like all these things to help uh, preserve and consolidate flavors so that way we can maybe carry some of these things onto our winter menu uh, when we're planning on doing a little unseasonal menu. So maybe in the middle of January, you're sick of hot toddies and Irish coffees, we can drop in a bunch of like raspberry and watermelon and blackberries and all these things that are a little bit less traditional for that period of time. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, the idea behind the bar is always going to be uh, to have our house-made cocktails along with classics, beers, wines, so on and so forth, but to always have a very seasonal menu uh, insert for the front so that we can stay seasonal, we can keep keeping you know as many local things on the menu as we can and really kind of play up the flavors that that the seasons provide us. And that's something that I think a lot of a lot of cocktail bars, not even cocktail bars, bars and restaurants in general are getting so much better about that. It's so easy to take a food and beverage menu and make it appropriate for the weather and mm. uh, something that's helped us a little bit by not having a full-on food menu is as a bar manager instead of having to uh, work with a chef and like combining like, you know, what we're ordering, what we're bringing in, what we're sharing for space, we can be a lot more nimble with what we have to offer. So, you know, we've only been soft opened for about a month, but we've dug through six or seven different variations on the menu because we can kick stuff off and bring new stuff on based on what we have in. Um, you guys opened what, June 28th? Was June 28th, yeah. That was our uh, that was our doors open. Um, and then we took a couple days off for uh, 4th of July and we've been uh, open every day since 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. I do love coming down the sidewalk and seeing all the people hanging out underneath the Tower Theater sign and so you know, cool. watching yeah. what this strip is eventually going to turn into. Uh, it's, it'll be a really well, unique it, it, spot. I spend a lot of time at the pump just because it's a block from my house. So that's a good place to spend a lot of time. <laughs> yes. But then, you know, I, I eventually end up walking up and down 23rd and visiting you guys, going up to Rockford or whatever. But just the prevalence now of the party buses. 
<laughs> they come swinging through here. I think I saw three come by the pump in like an hour, and it just dumps off all these people yeah. who come in, get a drink, hop on, and go. But just to think of that occurring down here now, where you wouldn't have limos, anybody, you wouldn't have caught anybody down here three people years ago. <laughs> Not even getting off of 23rd Street at this point. They're just stopping in the middle just, of the road and unloading people, which I'm happy to take them in, but it is really... Uh, quite a stark change from even like a month and a half ago when our, our doors were we have a lot quietly of, uh, closed. A lot of happy and or angry Uber drivers <laughs> who are <laughs> tired of stopping here uh, and stopping in this area. That's all they ever talk about is, is dropping people off and how 23rd Street's a terrible place to drop people off on. Yeah. Uh, but they do it anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course so. they do. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, it is a hot destination. Night, in fact, coming back, I was like, oh. Why are you stopped in the middle? Oh, wait, you're a new. Oh, driver. this is new. That's why. <laughs> this, this is, is new. Driver, or they're uh, playing Pokemon, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> they at least had their hazards on. That was. A, well, there you go. Yeah, I could tell they were stopped for a minute. <laughs> but you guys have had a, a really great reception. Um, I usually see quite a bit of people either you know waiting in line or every time I come in, it's pretty packed. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I think people. Uh, you know, we've been kind of teasing this concept for a while, you know, as you guys know, being in this, uh, this really crazy, wonderful building, this historical rebuild has been really taxing and it's taken a really long time <laughs> yeah. to make sure that it's right when it opens. So we've had plenty of time. What are to, some of the things that have been taxing about it? Oh, I don't know, Scott, you want to field this one? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, all of it has been fairly you taxing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just, there are certain things that come with historical builds and things with any construction, whether new or old things get behind and, and, uh, almost always. So, uh, you know, obviously we, we had set a, a tentative date of November, December and ended up opening in June, unfortunately, but it also allowed us uh, a lot of time to really hone in on the menu. Um, Alex now probably has three menus <laughs> under his belt at this point, awesome. uh, to be able to, to pull from. So like we're 12. able to tra train, <laughs> train longer and, and, uh, really develop out the program a little more. So it all worked out. Um, you know, the end of the day, uh, it's it's a beautiful building to be in, and it's it amazing is. to see the the difference and the change. Um, well worth the wait for sure. That that came with with having this place renovated. I mean, it's a it's a truly amazing and beautiful venue. And it's it's going to be really cool as far as like reception goes. You know, uh, we do we still have to reinforce to people that hey, you know, we're still uh, kind of on soft opening menu. We're trying to learn from Oklahoma city and learn from people that like to patronize uptown and like what they want out of the space. And, you know, we had all these ideas and like, you know, we had like extra overtime to figure out, you probably overthink some things, but ultimately when it comes down to it, once people start getting in your, getting in your bar and like you welcome them into your home, uh, the whole vibe changes. And so, yeah. um, the reception has been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, a lot of, a lot of support from people that are just happy to see something, uh, unique. And we, we wear that uniqueness as a uh, badge of honor. Uh, we definitely were trying to do something different and now it's time to like kind of hone in on what's going to make people feel like they also have ownership of our bar. We want to take, people with us and uh you know there's been a little bit of pushback because we don't necessarily carry everything that every single other bar already has and you know we we try as our best to explain to people like hey we're just trying to do something a little bit different and there's only so much room behind our bar for us to be able to do exactly yeah. what we want to do um but people have been having so so much fun with it and we've been able to do some pretty weird stuff uh, i think uh metal Mon 
Monday is about to kick off. <laughs> right yeah, now. What, is, what is Metal Monday? You were telling us about that earlier. Metal, Metal Monday kind of started with uh, one of our uh, bartenders, Aaron Rostad. He, uh, we've been talking about what we wanted our uh, Sunday through Wednesdays to look like when, um, you know, it should be kind of a day for the neighborhood peeps to kind of come in and hang out and enjoy the space. And, you know, something that, you know, we all really enjoy is like a little bit of heavier rock and roll and like, real metal and there's not really any bars in town that do it. And so we were like, what a cool experience to combine uh, really nice household fashions, uh, good shot and beer specials and stuff like that with some heavy metal music. <laughs> and it's going to be uh, something that will be rotating into like all the days. There'll be different themes for each day and just trying to find something different to do that hasn't already been done before at a bar in town. So we're talking like current metal music or maybe some like good old, 80s, 90s. It's everything. We've been, everything. We've been building some playlists, everything from like Metallica's Kill Em All to like yeah. Mastodon to like Gojira from France. It's like everything from wow. like new to old. It's pretty extensive. And it's like uh, another testament to like how serious some of our bartenders take um, a lot of the things that they really like. It's a very eclectic eclectic bunch over there. There's uh, six full-time bartenders there. And, you know, the guys that like Norwegian metal really like Norwegian black metal. The <laughs> guys, that, metal, yeah, the guys that are really metal. into blues and jazz really like blues and jazz. And, you know, as important as it was for me and Scott to put our stamp on this project, we wanted all these people that are working with us to have an impact on the environment, not, not just on the menu. And I feel like that's what sets bars apart from one another. Uh, we just left, uh, R and J's actually, uh, down there and, uh, you know, Ryan Goodman is their bar manager there now. And we were just talking about how important it is to have such an awesome guy like that behind your bar, controlling the environment. You can do whatever you want with the space, the music, et cetera. But when it comes down to it, it's that person behind the bar and how excited they are and how they interact with you. And that's something we're very much encouraging at our bar with, uh, the soft opening menu right now, which, uh, begs you to go talk to the bar. Yeah. interact with them and see what they uh, what they can offer for you. And that's a big part of what we wanted to accomplish from the start was we want to semi-curate your experience from the moment you step in the door until you leave. And we want to do that with a lot of hospitality. And that's kind of our major focus um, outside of, of course, you know, providing a different cocktail, a culinary element to cocktails, you know, different kinds of, of specialty cocktails. So we really lean into the hospitality aspect and, and in our opinion, giving the bartenders some freedom to mm -hmm. control what they're doing while they're kind of the show gives them really a leg up on being able to provide that hospitality because they know exactly what the experience is that they're wanting to create instead of it being, you know, my favorite, which is, you know, playing a great soul playlist. You know, for me, yeah. that's, that's the best because that's my elements, what I like. It makes me feel the best. So if that's metal, then it makes Aaron feel the best. So he becomes our Monday night guy and everybody kind of knows that. And they start to build a relationship with him based around that. Instead of it being a different person every time you come in or a different feeling every time you come in, you know, Mondays, hey, this is kind of for me. This is my thing. Uh -huh. I really love this bartender. I love his drinks. And, you know, he really goes above and beyond. And with that comes, you know, a lot of, of, uh, you know, hospitality elements that, that he can incorporate into how he does his bar shift. Um, and that's something we want to kind of give the bartenders ownership of. Well, that's what uh, I like to see in bars because it, now that we're getting so many bars, if I have people visiting from town or friends who are wanting to go out, it's like what bar you want to go to tonight? Like, well, you know, cock of the walk's got bingo tonight. You know, this bar's doing this theme tonight. Well, tonight's metal night over at savings alone with Aaron. Let's go to savings and loan. So when you offer little unique experiences like that, it helps 
I guess it helps those of us who like to go to bars catalog what's available out there and helps me decide this is the night that Absolutely. I want to go to Savings Alone. <laughs> Man, I totally it understand. It turns you into a very specific destination for Absolutely. a specific reason. And from a, from a patron standpoint, you know, I do this, uh, you know, even being a bar manager, I have a lot of friends that are in the, the beverage and service industry. And that's like a good thing if you can <laughs> like kind of unite around like some sort of night, like a bingo or a trivia over at the Rockford or, you know, mm-hmm. I used to do trivia over at sauce. That kind of stuff is so much fun to just like have something you can uh, hone in on. And that's definitely something that uh, means a lot to us for sure. If you guys can remember that, uh, a specific bartender is going to be behind the stick at our bar at this absolutely. time of day. Like that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And so I hope uh, people can find that with us. And that's something we wanted to, we've, we've talked about a lot was, do we want to do a trivia night, a bingo night, you know, right. some of the staples. And we kind of decided that, you know, what, what we think Oklahoma city needs from our perspective is something that goes outside of those uh, you know, boundaries like so, a murder mystery night, like a murder mystery night, nice. which, we're, which we're looking at adding Wednesday night murder mystery nights. Uh, so we basically, that would be awesome. Yeah. We basically want to do a big game of clue yeah. uh, with the entire bar, which we all think is really fun. So we've kind of started crafting that out. Um, and, and that's kind of what we wanted to be a little bit different and offer people just a little different experience. We love our trivia. We've all played a lot of trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, spent a lot of time at Not the speakeasy. Not only that, the upstairs space feels like it would kind of lend itself kind to something like itself to a, a little moody, a little yeah. moody up there. Yeah, yeah. And we really want to, you know, we want to provide a, uh, an experience that that goes a little outside of the box um, with some of that stuff and some of the the fun kind of elements you can add to a cocktail bar. And we think that the weeknight drinkers that inhabit bars typically want things like <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> and, they, and you know, they kind of want, they, they want to be entertained while they're there. And yeah. we're a little bit different of a bar where we don't have TVs. So we're not showing a lot of, I do like that. that, I, never, like that. that I just not, that just not, I do love that. Not a single television. That's awesome. I, yeah. That's definitely something I appreciate. It's yeah. uh, and it's great that you noticed, and it's great that you didn't notice. Like it's working well, in that respect. Yeah, I didn't stop and go. Where's my TV? I yeah. didn't look for it. Yeah, we miss it. we really want people to uh, to interact with each other, and that's not to say that you know we're we've kicked around during you know certain sports seasons where it's hyper local. We might bring in something for just those nights or just um, those games. That way, we can kind of appease everyone because that's something we want. We want it to be. In every man's bar, uh, in every woman's bar, you know, everybody to kind of feel at home while they're there, the whole neighborhood feels. That would make it kind of special, you know, hey, we're busting out the big screen tonight over here and we're going to put the OU game or Thunder game up here. (laughs) It's not going to be commercials and Sports Center's second run through of the night. It's going to be for an actual event. For an actual event. We're going to watch it together as a little community and then it'll be over and then we'll enjoy each other's company. The Thunder make the championship or something this year and you're the one bar in town without that showing. (laughs) It'll be empty. We want to support support our our local teams too because we're – we, we do love them as well. And then there's other stuff like, I mean, it's a really amazing, like when FIFA rolls around or as we're in right now, the yeah, Olympics, Olympics. Mm-hmm. it's really yeah. fun to do that stuff. And it's also fun from a cocktail perspective because you can build around that. Like you can build around it being in Rio and, and having a lot of, you know, South American flared drinks. Um, you know, when FIFA's, when FIFA's around, you can build around all of the players and it becomes a fun thing too. And it becomes a creative thing. So it's not, it's not just about showing any game. It's about showing very specific curated events, which is what we want to provide is again, 
this curated experience. So it all kind of fits in, and that's that's how we at least, uh, you know, tell ourselves it fits in at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can watch OSU football. And, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch topics here because I I've, I got fascinated by it because you guys walked in and asked me this. So before Scott and Alex walked in, Stephen and I were in here shooting the shit. And there's a shelf behind him that's got this little jar of salt in it that was featured in the 48-hour film we just did. And it was, was it on its side? I, I honestly don't know, but I think maybe it was. He thinks he knocked it off. I don't think he did. So he, he goes over there and moves something around, but then like 30 seconds later, that salt hits the floor. Like I, it had no reason to fall off. And he walked in and he goes, oh, is that my poltergeist again? And then like a minute later, these two walked in and said, have you guys been having any poltergeists? <laughs> <laughs> I, so was, I was, I was legitimately just joking. Right. But then <laughs> um, for them to come in, like, did you guys hear him say that? No. So I would not. say I decided of the construction guys who worked in this building for a very long time that I guess on a day to day working basis, the five of us have probably spent more time in here than the average person in this <laughs> whole complex since it opened up. Are you experiencing poltergeists? Is there is this building haunted and we're the first ones to notice it? Well, I mean, even if it was and there's a problem with it, I mean, who are you going to call? Sorry, God. I had to get that. You can't, can't call <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, but you said you, you, you had, or somebody in your bar. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I was here in the building a lot when uh, Steven was here. I just got kind of bouncing around with nobody in the building. And it's one of those things like... I was never freaked out at all. It's almost like freakier when there's like been people being around. So maybe we awoke something just by being yes. here. You yeah. know, it's uh -oh. probably our fault. That it's is probably prob true. Um, no, one of our uh, two, uh, one of our bartenders and one of our barbacks have been experiencing some paranormal activity, which probably just translates to like random air conditionings clicking yeah. on and off in the building. <laughs> um, we we've had no no salt shakers upturned in our bar, unfortunately. It's well, just the building settling. That's all it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. It could be fracking. Could it be, could be, be fracking. Probably <laughs> good. I'm glad you brought up fracking. Let's there go into this. Let's, here we go. Here's the. Man, but I want no. to talk about ghosts. <laughs> one of one of our. One I of mean, our, someone uh, in the in the history of this building, someone died in here. Oh, 100%. We had a we had a guest come in and uh, freak our bartenders out because they were telling them some story about. Uh, I think it was a couple decades ago. Somebody, some three people had been killed in the building. Like really, one person had jumped off the building, which. Kudos, you'd have to do a, a nose dive to kill yourself off a two story. Uh, and then the other two had died in the building of unnatural causes, but was very vague about it. Ooh. So was he was he joking? Was he storytelling? Who knows? So basically one of our barbacks, Billy Moo, uh, is definitely a believer uh in the ghost <laughs> here. And he is he has talked to me about it every time I've seen him since this this guest has told the uh has told the tale. <laughs> so he's very uh, he's very into it. We're probably going to try to trap a ghost eventually. So. so what you're saying is I need to leave all these mics turned on overnight, absolutely. cranked up really high. You, see if we absolutely. can get one of those. What is it we called? Need some EM, ESD yeah. or EMD? I mean, you should make it a, a, you know, a night during the week at Savings and Loan, like Poltergeist Night. Ghost stories. Ghost stories. <laughs> try to catch a poltergeist. Get that ghost. Isn't there a TV show, Ghost Hunters or something, that people like yeah. to watch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we can it's play basically off. like a real-life Pokemon. <laughs> oh, every night. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pokemon every, Israel life. During during October, every night of the week, we should have a midnight ghost. It's yeah. a, oh, I like oh, that. Oh, it's a midnight toast. We'll have Chris Barrett from Ludovine come kick off yes. the first one and on our midnight ghost. Midnight ghost. We damn, are, that's a damn good idea. Thank you. We are planning Copyrighted on a, 2016. Uh, <laughs> we are planning a very uh, much to probably Alex's upsetness. I love Halloween. Oh yeah, so we're definitely going to be doing a different, yeah. uh, some different themes during Halloween. Pretty excited about it. Alex has to be Harry Potter one night. <laughs> you would make a great Harry Potter. Potter. I'm Harry Potter every other night. We're gonna so have, it's have a, we are going to have a Harry Potter menu there at some go. point. Dude, you uh, did some butterbeer. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot. I was coming yeah. up with cocktails for yeah. you. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. dude, a the, Harry the, Potter the, menu will the a vodka cadaver. Fantastic. Oh, oh nice. I like it. Yeah. You will draw in the fans. Yeah. Those people are rabid. Me. In fact, I'm, <laughs> listening, to, I'm listening to the audio books right now, so I've got like already like three or four. Yeah, it's like I'm reading to my daughter, and then she's reading them to herself, and yeah, we got all kinds of Harry Potter stuff. And we should do something like the Bart's Beans, where like you get a... Is it Bart's Ooh. Beans? Birdie 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 Bart's Beans. Beans. We, yeah. Where we like Every cover up the cocktail. cocktail. <laughs> you can't see it. You can't tell what it's in it, and then it's just like, oh, there my you know. wacky. Let's let's go. Go. Let's it go might ahead. be bogey flavored. This is a toe jam cocktail. Let's name our poultry guys nearly had this Nick. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. What? Poltergeist. Our poltergeist. No, no, no. Peeves. Um, peeves. Oh, we're calling him Peeves? Let's call him Peeves. So we have a house ghost. Yeah, Peeves. House ghost, Peeves. Can we call him our pet Peeves? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Wonderful. <laughs> so now I'm looking forward to Halloween here. I think Halloween I'm just waiting for the cease and desist letter from Pottermore. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say as, as someone whose wife uh, waited up all night and went to the and went and bought the book. Did she get the cursed, the cursed child? child? Oh yeah. yeah, they cannot send us a cease and desist. Too big of fans. Too big. Just of, yeah, just can't happen. No. Nope. Uh, my favorite thing is going to be decorating that stairwell we have inside of yeah. our bar. It's going to be a real crazy tunnel in there. And we've then, also we, we've talked we've thrown around the idea. Who knows if it'll happen or not? But of potentially doing like an old school Halloween carnival. Absolutely. You know, where you like reach into a bowl of peeled grapes. <laughs> Eyeballs. Yeah. Like a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's really creepy calliope music playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really fun to curate playlists for that. That's it'll, be good. it'll just mostly be uh, werewolf bar mitzvah on repeat from 30 Rock. That'll yes. be mainly what I want. And Thriller. Every and other thriller. time. Yeah. It's a lot of Danny Elfman and Oingo Boingo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Dead Man's Party. That's, that's a must. Dead Man's Party. Love that song. And then have a TV in there always playing Donnie Darko for me. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to this. this Halloween's going to be great on 23rd Street this year. It's going to be bumping. It'll be yeah. fun. We're hoping to have everything ready with the tower as well. Oh, yeah. And then Any to, updates on that? We were, we were waiting for you to, to bring that to, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, was we we, we, we want to shoot for a Rocky Horror Picture Halloween. So we're... Shut that's, up. That's what we're really Dude, trying to That's exactly to what everybody wants. We're trying to pull it off and do the full sing-along and yeah. you know, really, really do it right. Um, but, you know, it's it's a standard standard thing with construction that it's just so just to let the audience know that, that that you are involved yes. in, the, in in curating what also happens inside in of the, the tower theater in the tower theater as well um our parent company level land productions uh is involved in that as well as well as the criterion theater in bricktown so um that's definitely something that we're trying to get ready for halloween mostly when i say us i mean i hound everybody every single day to make sure we're ready by yeah. Halloween because i want it so bad and the moment that it says that it says rocky horror picture show for halloween on that marquee it's gonna be turning people madness. away from the door madness yeah 
You really are. There's, there will be a riot. There will be a riot, <laughs> literally, in the street. You guys will have to have to live broadcast that day. Absolutely. Oh, my God, I would Absolutely. love to do that. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'll, I'll uh, yeah. yeah. We'll make it happen. I'll be yeah, dreaming we'll about that. <laughs> I'm already trying to figure out how to get wires from this room into that room. So. <laughs> we got a couple ideas, but yeah, just that hopefully they don't require drilling through the wall. <laughs> just, uh, just crack the windows. There you go. <laughs> and the fun that you could have with the the long hallway going down from oh, the box office for that to to decorate that is yeah. mm-hmm. walking into the theater. Yeah, we're uh, we're extremely excited for the theater aspect to come on board as well. Um, it's going to be really, we hope it, we hope it's going to be really nice. I shouldn't say it's going to be really nice, but we hope it's going to be really nice for everybody to be able to, to have a nice cocktail, relax a little bit, maybe then go to dinner or have that mm-hmm. after dinner, then go to a show. I mean, you can basically come yeah. to 23rd and get everything, everything that you could possibly want within three blocks, um, which gives, you know, gives Oklahoma city a lot of feel of a city. Yeah. Um, which is what we really want to be a part of. Uh, you know, we've all been to other cities that, that we walk around and we go, man, why can't we have this? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it feels like standing underneath the marquee and the tower sign when it's lit up at night. I mean, it, it feels like you're in you're in a city. Yeah. Well, especially really as more of the lights come on, mm-hmm. you know, when savings and loan lit up and you, mm-hmm. know, you see probably. people in there. And, and now, they're, you know, we're getting ready to get the other slots in this building filled up. Like, it's going to be a whole different experience. Yeah, yeah, we have we have a unique uh, setup as well with having a two story bar because, for those of you who don't know, the downstairs is kind of our dark, stark kind of play on the savings end of our name, and then upstairs is is woods and leathers and mirrors and glass and quartz and, and you have actual old ledgers sitting yes. up there on the tables, extremely old ones. Like uh, on our shelves, we have. We have uh, ledgers that date all the way back to 1907. Oh, wow. Um, and they're real. They're from Hammond State Bank huh. um, in Hammond, Oklahoma. Yeah, they were kind enough to donate those to us. And uh, we're working uh, with the uh, Historical Society on getting them checked out and uh, figuring out. We have a lot of them up in the air where nobody can bother them. Nobody can mess with right. them. But they were like, yeah, you know, you guys hang on to them for a bit. Um, I'm very interested in uh getting some ledger art going. I don't know if you guys know a whole lot about uh, ledger art, but it's, uh, you know, something that we're working on building into the program as well as uh, saving a couple of them for our bar staff to kind of populate with their recipes and menu items and all that stuff and kind of helping reincorporate the idea of like, you know, creating something. And uh, it's cool to have that kind of literal history just hanging about and we definitely don't take it for granted. Yeah, it's uh, pretty unique to be able to look at things that are from statehood. Yeah. Um, you know, that you, you look at people putting in a handwritten note of what this person was saving, uh, you know, at this time in their life. And it's it's really unique. It's a lot of a lot of history. And it's something that, you know, we we all hold kind of dear to us that we were able to to have some of them and, and be able to keep them in our in our own you know vault yeah. of sorts to be able to kind of live another day um so they're really unique and and it it becomes really fun to have that uh and to have it you know incorporated into into our themes and and uh utilized by our bartenders and our bar staff and then our patrons as well so you spent a lot of you were talking about 
going back here a little ways. You're spending a lot of time before the bar opened because of certain delays, working menus. What's the like craziest cocktail that's come up that you just don't serve because it was just like out way, way off the wall? Um, I would say maybe the most off the wall one that necessarily isn't, it's, we're not staying away from it because it didn't work really well. It was just a lot of time and effort and we actually didn't expect it to be as popular as it was, uh, was this, uh, cocktail we called, uh, garden of heathens. And it was based around this concept developed by, uh, Aaron Rostad, who's over there rocking metal Mondays right now, which was a cocktail that was completely built inside of a terracotta flower pot, uh, with <laughs> edible soil over, oh over the top of it, uh, with the straw sticking out. Like to crushed it. Up Oreos or something? Yeah, or? No, it was actually a lot more, uh, challenging than that. It was like a savory soil made of, uh, olives and nuts and raisins oh, wow. and uh, toasted bread. So we took out a whole cookie sheet. Uh, it's a technique that a chef uh, up in the Northeast invented. And um, we helped plate on that idea. Uh, he, he took a selection of local veggies from where he was and laid them out over this beautiful bed of edible soil and made it look like his garden. And we were thinking of how do we take that and incorporate it into our ideas and, you know, uh, much credit to all those in the culinary world that come before us that were like trying to, uh, take advice from and uh, incorporate into what we're doing. Uh, but we were able to put the cocktail inside of the flower pot with the straw sticking out with this edible soil over the top of it and a flower coming up off miss of it. That. that sounds awesome. Oh, it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And, you know, and when it, whenever we were thinking of it, we we're like, this is too weird. This is too bonkers. <laughs> and, you know, it's a testament to um, Oklahoma City. You know, I've been, you know, I've, I've traveled a lot and uh, done some touring around and like, uh, you know, Oklahoma is starting to get a lot more credit for what I think we deserve. And, you know, there's been such a void here, I think, for so long for certain things that now that uh, certain types of music, food, beverage are available, people are hungry for it and they're ready to mm -hmm. participate and try something different. So <laughs> that particular cocktail we thought was just going to be absolutely dumb and like overpriced and out of people's heads, but we sold out within the first hour of service. Within that the first day. hour? Within the first hour, they were gone. <laughs> we were <laughs> yeah. completely sold we out. We batched so many that yeah. way. We didn't have a lot of leftovers. Right. Yeah, you don't really think about how many pounds of edible soil you need <laughs> yeah. to build until, and how much terracotta like, you need to wash. So we can walk into Lowe's and get like a you know two cubic foot yard bag or something. <laughs> we uh, yeah, we still literally have a stack of terracotta pots, and we'll have I think we'll have like a museum of sorts of like cocktail items that we we're only able to utilize for one thing. Yeah, cocktails from the past. It'll be like Called family uh, photos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and luckily we're talking to, you know, we're talking to the, to the owners of, of the entire complex here about trying to gain some rooftop access mm -hmm. to build our own herb garden yeah. uh, as well. And to be able yeah. to start bringing in, so some, been up there. there's a large flat open space. It is pretty open some up there. Our own stuff. So, we're hoping that all comes through. We can build our own uh, kind of little herb vegetable garden up there. Oh, absolutely. And like, and like I said before, like the culinary aspect is really, really big for us. You know, there's a lot of uh, amazing products that are made ahead of times, but by various distilleries, brewers, vineyards, um, we wanted to see what we can add to it by creating our own ingredients from scratch. And that's been a really big deal for us. Um, another, another one of the weirder cocktails we had was this cocktail, uh, called the summer job. That was like something that I came up with right before our <laughs> summer opening. I had that. That was, the, that was that the first one. one I had here. Good. Uh, I hope, uh, I hope uh, you guys enjoyed it. It was uh, based on my old summer job, which was literally mowing lawns <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
uh, weed eating and doing all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to, you know, get those summer flavors incorporated. So uh, something I don't see a lot in cocktails, we did a, uh, a celery, green onion, and apple juice uh, that was really, really bright, vibrant green, uh, mezcal, and some smoked dried uh, grass over the top that we torched in front of guests to try to give them that feeling of like, oh, and I'm outside. it was outside. actually grass. It wasn't like thyme. It was, it was like actual grass. Yeah, was like, everybody's like, what herb is this? I was like, it it's, is dried grass from your front lawn. It's grass. Um, <laughs> I double checked to make sure it wasn't toxic. Um, but uh, it's just uh, stuff like that. As far as like weird off the wall stuff goes, we're not going to do anything that's like, esoteric for esoteric sake we want to do things that have a storyline and that yeah, actually yeah. make kind of uh, some sort of sense i was gonna say i was gonna bring that up when you're mentioning fifa that would be a good drink to come back oh, that would be a great fifa yeah, yeah. yeah it incorporates all the all yeah. the foods and uh Even cultures of the world they yeah. usually play on astroturf <laughs> they usually play on astroturf <laughs> oh yeah the grass there it is <laughs> yeah. that is that is something we try we also try to do is we try to hit multiple senses so we want some of our cocktails to to appeal and change flavor wise because of the aroma you get or the texture that you get from it. You know, it kind of changes how you feel about a cocktail. Uh, whereas, you know, if you just have something that, that is just kind of a one sense thing, you might not get that little extra touch to it. We try not to throw up a lot of Instagram bait where it just looks like a really sexy cocktail and then it just tastes like garbage. We've joked about that before. You just make something look really pretty and uh, throw it on. And uh, you know, I I've definitely been guilty of that in a crunch, but with the, with this project, we want to make sure that everything we're putting out there uh, passes on multiple levels. So, so you guys do have a social media presence then Instagram, Twitter, yes. How do they find you on uh, the social media? So uh, most of our social media is savings and loan bar. Um, that that is our Instagram name, which is probably the best medium for the for the cocktail people because we get to post our pretty pictures. Uh, Twitter, we are savings loan bar, um, no and in there. Uh, as well as Snapchat, we're savings a little bar, Snapchat. and then oh yeah, we just got a pretty good Snapchat going. Yeah, that that one's, nice that one's a lot more fun. We're I, I'm I'm personally fairly new to Snapchat, so it's been a yeah, it's been a fun mine. uh thing, just like throwing out random pictures and wondering if people actually see them. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, what was the thing that got me about Snapchat. I was like, how do I know I don't people? Well, and luckily it. Instagram has now fixed that, right. uh, so you now have Instagram basically Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, also known as Instagram stories. So either place, we have a great Instagram following. Uh, we've been really, really lucky to have a, a very rabid fan base on Instagram mm -hmm. that have, that have been with us from the very start when we first started talking about the concept and it's just grown from there and they've been, uh, really great about spreading the word and, and spreading the word on the cocktails for us. So it's been really nice. So, um, some pictures I think that were thrown up today. Well, the first one there was who painted the, Painting of the Tower Theater sign. Oh, I just that saw that. Really I just cool. saw that. Yeah, that was um, a cool painting. But then there was the there's the black and white photo showing the the old savings and loan sign. It's uh, the loans and beneficiaries. Loans yeah, and beneficiaries. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, kind of what the concept was based off of. Um, I, had, I had a little bit of pushback some from some of my friends when we were talking about the uh, the bank concept, and you know, uh, you think about. A bank and you're just like you know there's so many negative connotations especially these days for good reason um and uh we had to keep re you know instagram was a really good outlet for us to 
incorporate like it's more a lot more about the history and a lot more about the aesthetics um and uh kind of tying back into what we're trying to do with the tower theater mm -hmm. whenever that opens and create uh, the neighborhood spot. Um, and that was more what the bank was to do with, but that sign was definitely yeah. a good inspiration for well, it. I also like seeing that, you know, there used to be a TG and Y. Yeah. Like yeah. on the other side of the That's theater. Five and done. That's our next concept. Bringing back the TG and Y. TG and Y featuring so, cocktails. Shout out to the tower theater. Instagram actually posted that picture, but it was a okay. uh, Graham Edwards. Um, Great painting. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, you look at it and it look it's that, typical photo everybody's taken or seen of the sign yeah. from the ground level, but it's not a photo. It's, it's a painting. It's acrylic on canvas. So it's, I'd like to see that in person. It well, that's just a straight up acrylic on canvas. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at his Instagram, which I'll just shout him out here. It's Graham Edwards art, G R A H A M Edwards art. Um, he's got one in here of the sky dance bridge. Um, he's got some other stuff in here. It all looks really cool. So I've never heard of him before. Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar either. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I hadn't either, and I saw that painting, and I immediately said, yeah. man, I kind of want that. Yeah. It's a really nice painting. Let's give a quick shout-out to JB. Yeah. Yeah. JB. JB Williams. JB. Uh, coming up. He was, he was going to be the first show. Right. Uh, yeah. At Tower, unfortunately, we had some, some uh, extra delays that we weren't expecting. So he got moved to the Criterion, uh, but he also got moved because we were having experiencing really good sales with it. So... Um, you know, it was kind of a, a double, a double thing to be able to move oh, him. That's a good reason to move. Yeah. I so I, th I think he'll be in the, the tower before too long anyways. He can yeah, always hey, come we're back. We're definitely going to, we're definitely going to do another show with him here. Yeah, that's um, what I was telling. I was like, that still doesn't mean you can't be the first show. Yeah. Hey, don't jinx us on those delays. <laughs> yeah. So wait, when is yeah, that show? In a year, whenever it opens, he'll yeah. come back. Well, you know, we watched, we watched the, the rise you know, go through yeah. all of those setbacks one mm -hmm. after another, after another. And, and well, they finally opened. And it's, a, it's extra tough with historic projects as well, yeah. because you have to make sure that you're doing them especially right. You mm -hmm. want to pay the exact homage. You want to get it just right with the, you know, with the tower, there were some challenges with, you know, we, we have to find a, a really great, uh, option to cover the orchestra pit and it's right. a very amazingly acoustically alive room so right. we have to have special made curtains that are cut just for that floor just for that room that take a little while to sure uh you know to manufacture and you want to get it right too i mean you, yeah, you want to get it right because you want i mean it, it, quite honestly right now we could walk in there jb could play we could sure. put speakers in there we could put our full sound system in and it would just absolutely just murder people's ears because <laughs> yeah. it's just such an alive room. And so you have to get that just right. And the, the exact curtains that we need to be able to kill the amount of sound that we need to kill, um, you know, they take a little while to manufacture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we did a we did a custom color to make sure that it matches what color. Uh, we're doing a champagne color okay, uh, to kind of keep it um, along with the theme of the walls. We didn't want to take away from what the walls are because they're really amazing plaster walls. Uh -huh. uh, so we wanted to kind of bring back in all of that and bring back in the homage and play with the, you know, the deep reds that we have in the balcony and, and with the floor and being a dark color and so on. You and know, so the forth. biggest question that people always ask about the tower, what are they going to be doing in there? Yeah, we're going to do, uh, you know, we're going to do a lot. So, our idea is to is to really try to utilize this room as much as possible. So 
we'll we'll have shows because that's what you know we do is we have you know we're, like we're a concert and- promotion and production company so we'll have concerts um we like to say that we think of this as as our canes ballroom uh, uh, yes. you know it's our historic room there'll be similar size acts so on and so forth uh and then you know the criterion being our brady theater if you will mm-hmm. for all those familiar with tulsa it's a the bigger room bigger acts so on and so forth so we'll do music um but we, we're also looking into the grant process to uh to refurbish the amazing original projectors so 70 that millimeter are, that are there italian projectors that's what we're we're hoping to do that um i saw uh i can't uh, who I can't remember who it is who did interstellar Christopher um, I was watching yes. it right before yeah. we he came has, over. Uh, <laughs> he has he has another movie coming out in, oh, yeah. uh, in seventy millimeter. Um, yeah, I saw it for the Suicide Squad premiere. It's called. Um, I was just talking about it yesterday. Dunkirk. Dunkirk yes, yeah. Dunkirk. And so you know, there's movies like that, and there's there's you know directors like that, and Hateful Eight was film houses coming out. I missed that one. Yeah, oh, coming man, we out went in saw uh, the road show on seventy millimeter. Yeah. It was. Beautiful. It was awesome, yeah. and that's that's what we're hoping to to do with the grant is to be able to have be the the you know theater that is allowed to host those movies. You know, the, um, I think we were talking about the last seventy millimeter movie that was shown here. I think was Cleo, was it Cleopatra? No, that was one of the first. Oh, it was one, the one of the first. Okay, yeah, I don't know the last. I don't know what the last one was. Um, but, <laughs> Probably a porn flick. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Well, I mean, after like Glory you know days. the yeah. the initial run, you know, yeah. not any subsequent runs. But, but well, and the big thing, one of the big things about the Tower Theater is, it, I think, still to this day holds the world record for the longest running of Sound of Music. Yes. No, that's what. Yeah, Sound of Music. Yeah, it absolutely so. does. And that, and we want to do uh, things like that. We're talking with a couple of the local universities uh, mm-hmm. to bring in some of those things. Like we would love to do, for instance, the sound of music and have Julie Andrews come back and speak and make it an educational event as well as oh, a that film. Would be awesome. Um, and the same thing, we're also talking with the, with the universities about doing, you know, plays, musicals, mm-hmm. things like that, allowing some of the universities, a secondary space to, amazing. uh, you know, to, to host, uh, their musical theater departments and maybe some of the other ones even in town to, to host musical theater. So we're going to keep it really busy. We're going to try to do some private events, you know, all of all so of keeping the all the options open. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of just having something that's, that's revival theater style, like mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino's new Beverly in LA, you know, bringing back some, yeah, absolutely. some of the old films. I would love that. Absolutely. It's such a cool size room too. You know, we, we just cracked open the doors to the criterion and, you know, that's a 3,200 capacity. It's quite a sizable room, which is a lot of fun to do some of those bigger shows in. Uh, but having the smaller size venue is going to allow us a lot of opportunities to bring in some more niche stuff that maybe you couldn't fill up 3,000, but, you know, get a rowdy thousand people that are really into something in there, whether it be a movie or yeah. a solo artist, stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens with that. And uh, for those of you that are uh, kind of looking at what that first show is going to be, if you don't know what's going on at the Tower Theater, definitely encourage you guys to check out uh, JB's uh, album, Black Future, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is available through his website right now before the full release happens. Yep. And that, Somebody got him a, a DeLorean. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. <laughs> or did not it, gave him one, but he was taking pictures with it. from Uncovering Oklahoma was doing a shoot with him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But that that so, yeah, shows I mean, on August 13th. August 13th at the Criterion. Uh it's going to be a great ticket. There's a lot of other bands on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Z uh, meant to be a bunch of uh, DJs like uh, Wayne and this thing. <laughs> um, 
and some guys like that. DJ Kilo will be performing as well. Just so really, really great cool night. Place. Super cheap ticket. Yeah, yeah Saturday night. Saturday night. 13th. Holy Moses. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, you know, we're we're looking forward to to the tower and being able to do a lot of you know different stuff with it. So we'll we'll do everything from we we want to really lean into the community. You know, we'll, we we plan on having some free movie nights um, where oh, we awesome. might show some. Some, you know, uh, great older and newer classics, you know, might do Sandlot on a Sunday and do two nice. showings for Wizard free of Oz. And, and have the kids come yeah. in. Yeah, Wizard of Oz, stuff like that. Sandlot would be great, too. And just uh, and and just have that. And, you know, the beauty of it is you'll be able to uh, to also have a drink while you watch. Yes. There it is. There, there it is. is. That's the that's one. That's <laughs> there it is. And now we've all wrapped Wait, it up. Wait, not that hot tell a movie? Huh. Yeah. And not only a drink, but a nice drink. A, a nice, nice drink. drink. I'm talking a glass of beer. <laughs> Not a plastic yeah. cup. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, that's pretty much it for us. I mean, that's plenty of time. We could probably keep talking oh, about yeah. all the oh, possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> but it's happening. And all the crazy cocktail ideas. Well, yeah. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for joining yeah. us. Thank, yeah, you, thank guys. you guys for having us. Absolutely. To, uh, hopefully we'll be back around when Tower opens and yep. we'll, we'll do this all over let's again. Let's do it again. Oh, yeah. In the meantime, let's drink some cocktails. Yes. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Alone. Cheers to you guys. Thank you. You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's, Kurt's awesome. awesome. That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. I'll be free. Get the wine now